Well, hello everyone and happy holidays. I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone doing this fine day? We are going to do when the Bengals have the ball and then my predictions to wrap the week up. Um, I'm planning on recording one right after Steelers Bengals on Christmas Eve Eve and then probably not hearing from me again till the day after Christmas, I would imagine. I haven't given it much thought, but I assume that'll be my schedule for next week. Um, hopefully they get a win. Sure, we'll make talking about them a little easier, but anyway. So, and since he has the ball, um, their offense averages 5.2 yards per play, but they're all the way up to 6-3 over the past three games with Browning as a starter. The Steelers are at 5-4 for the season, but 5-2 for the last three, which isn't horrible. Uh, the Bengals are 27th in the league in their usage of 12 personnel, using that grouping just over 10% of the time. So, I could see more of it, though. I think they've been using four tight ends, kind of like the Colts, and we know the Steelers' problems against tight ends, which I'll get to. So maybe the uh, Bengals get out of their comfort zone a little bit, use more 12. Pittsburgh's opponents are attacking them out of 13 at the league's second highest rate. So teams are putting a lot of tight ends on the field against the Steelers. I think that'll continue with the safety linebacker mess they have going on right now. Steelers use their nickel package with five defensive backs on the field just over 37% of the time. Only one defense utilizes the nickel less. And this is going to be an off-season thing I'm going to dig into, but I don't like that the Steelers are either big or small. You know, it'd be nice to be more nickel. And right now with the linebackers, you can't utilize two of them. So I think that's something that needs addressed in the offseason. Only two offenses operate under center less often than Cincinnati. Only the Commanders and Jets are throwing the ball this season at a higher rate than Cincinnati. However, the Bengals are only throwing the ball on 57% of their drop back, their snaps over the past three weeks. So they've really changed everything they're doing, really. They're running the ball much more, a lot more controlled passing, efficiency. Past three games, their offense has put out the 85th percentile, 65th percentile, and 73rd percentile an EPA per play, and Jake Browning has had an EPA per play in each of those games and is second amongst all quarterbacks in EPA per play during that time behind only Brock Purdy since week 13. Speaking of Purdy, of all the quarterbacks this season with at least 100 pass attempts, Browning is second only to Purdy in yards per attempt and passer rating. Browning is completing just over 70% of his pass attempts on 10-plus air yards downfield. It's also one of the best in the league. What he's doing these last three stretch, three, three weeks, are on paper extremely impressive. Browning threw for 227 yards in his first start against the Steelers in Week 12. Last, year that was, last week, that was up to 334 and went 16 for 17 when throwing to running backs and tight ends. That's danger for the Steelers' linebackers and safeties. Browning was 20 of 27 for 243 yards and two touchdowns in just the second half alone. He has nine total touchdowns. Two of those are rushing in his three starts. He's only the fifth quarterback since 1950 to have a quarterback rating of 95 or better in each of his four career starts. The Brown Bengals as a team have the lowest average depth of target in the league by a significant margin. Their average pass for the year travels just 6.43 yards downfield. Kansas City's almost a whole half a yard more, and they're 31st. 
Just isolating on Browning, his average depth of target is even lower at 6.3 yards downfield over his six games played. Just 8.5 of Browning's pass attempts have traveled 20 or more yards in his four starts, the third lowest rate in the league. And 25.6% of his passes have been behind the line of scrimmage, also the third highest rate. However, against the Vikings last week, his average depth of target was up to nine. 3.4 yards further downfield than any of his other starts. But his completion percentage was also his lowest. They got kind of in a bind in the second half and had to get out of their comfort zone and push the ball down the field a little bit. It worked, but it wasn't what they wanted to do, and it wasn't quite as pretty. Only five defenses have a better completion percentage allowed this season than Pittsburgh, but the Steelers have allowed three touchdown passes in each of their past two games. Jamar Chase, who's not playing, has 581 receiving yards. He has, he has 581 more receiving yards than any other, other Bengals player this year, but he has just 93 over the past two weeks. Uh, again, he's not going to play this week. T. Higgins was limited early in the season. Between week three and 14, he made seven appearances, but averaged just 3.4 receptions and just under 50 yards in those games. Over the past three seasons, He averages 2.45 yards per route run and a 24% target share when Chase is not on the field, compared to 1.8 and 20% when Chase is out there with him. Tyler Boyd has posted three or fewer catches in six of his last eight games and caught just three passes for 23 yards when the Steelers played them last. Hasn't scored a touchdown since week six. In the four games Boyd has played without Chase, he averages 35 receiving yards per game. So... He ain't what he used to be, to be honest with you, with Tyler Boyd. Steers are giving up the fifth most yards per game to receivers aligned in the slot. Now, that is Boyd's neighborhood, though. Cincinnati has four different tight ends, kind of like the Colts, that have played between 178 and 362 offensive snaps. Tanner Hudson's coming on pretty strong for them. He's fourth in the league in yards per route run amongst all tight ends. While Hudson only has run 151 routes this year, his route participation did climb. Last week, it's his highest rate since week four. Hudson reeled off four straight games from week nine to 13 with four more receptions. And the Steelers, as you probably know, have allowed five touchdowns to tight ends over the past four games. Brutal. Twelve different Bengals receivers were targeted last week. They are spreading it around, which scares me because I think they're just going to target linebackers and safeties, no matter who the receiver is. Joey Porter Jr., is allowed just a 43.5 completion rate and one touchdown on the 45 passes thrown his way this year. That's the lowest percentage in the league of all cover men. Think about that. Um, Let's take a quick break here. We'll talk about their run game. And I want to tell you guys about Bet Online too. The the only people that don't get time off this year are pro athletes and the folks at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the second odds, news, and information. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's BLEAV, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus at your first deposit. So, something you got to do. 
All right. Now, this run defense is pretty bad, to be very honest with you. Now they don't have DJ Reader. The only the Jets and Raiders were worse rushing yards defended than Cincinnati this year. They're also 31st on a per carry basis. Only the Jets and Raiders have fewer rushing yards than Cincinnati. The Bengals are also 31st in yards per carry. Their run game's bad. Their run defense is bad as well. We'll get to that at the end of this pod. They only had 25 yards on the ground, and Mixon only had eight carries for 16 yards when these teams played last, which was just a month ago. TJ Watts, he has five two-sack games a season. One came last week, as well as in the first meeting in Cincinnati. He now has 21 games with at least two sacks in his career. Watt now has 16 sacks a season and at least one sack in eight of his 12 matchups against Cincinnati, which is crazy. Actually, I should put this in here too. No one has more, no active player has more sacks against the Bengals for their career right now than Cam Hayward. So you need a big game from him. Um, 11 different Steeler defenders have an interception a season, but no one has more than two. Over the past three games, Chase Brown has 109 and 115 rushing yards. The Bengals' second leading rusher, Brown is still 700 yards behind Joe Mixon for the season. Last week, Mixon received 52% of the backfield touches, by far his lowest rate in a game this year, and his percentage is now dropped in three straight games. Brown has received 26, 30, 40% of the backfield touches over the past three weeks. His role keeps growing. Over the past three weeks, he has received 29% of the team's rushing attempts and has averaged 10 touches per game. Mixon has scored a touchdown in seven of his last eight games, though, and has three or more catches in eight of his past 10. Mixon leads the NFL and carries within the five-yard line, so he's still the goal line guy. Over the past three games, the combination of the Cardinals, Patriots, and Colts running backs have produced 470 yards for scr- from scrimmage and four touchdowns against the Steelers. And they allowed 174 rushing yards last week. Only three defense have, have given up fewer rushing touchdowns this season than the Steelers. Only 2% of the rushing attempts against the Steelers have resulted in touchdowns. The Bengals starting O-line have missed just a total of 21 snaps all year. So it's kind of like the Steelers last year. This line has been intact. They have not had to deal with injuries, fortunately for them. Prediction time. I have the Bengals winning this. I, my score is 20 to 10. I just think they're in a much better place. Could the Steelers rebound, show some serious pride, sneak this one out, run the ball down their throats, get Fryermuth involved heavily, attack on the perimeter? All those things are possible because this defense allows all those things. I just trust how the Bengals are playing much, much more than how the Steelers are playing, to be very honest. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry to me. So that's where I'm at. Hopefully I'm wrong. Over and out.